2: Hello Caller, you're on the air. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. How can I help you? I just
3: wanted to call and say thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah,
3: hey, you're welcome. Back. Uh, this is John Edward calling.
1: It's
2: Thank you so much, Tori, for joining me.
6: Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two
4: hours, Michael, you know.
5: <laughs> One more. Okay. you going to
2: be me. It is you, dear,
5: 727.
4: Oh, my God. I not <laughs> <gotta stop> anybody. You're <laughs> uh, talking so much. Oh. Oh my
2: God. Well, good evening, everybody. It's April 28th, 2011. You're listening to Be The Light Now Radio. And I'm your host, Michael Carbone. I hope everyone is doing wonderful and being safe and uh, sending out healing thoughts, energies, and prayers to everyone affected in the Midwest of the United States with all these uh, historic um storms that are going through and it's just been uh, amazing how mother nature is uh, rather upset so but uh, just got to hang in and keep on praying and doing the best we can speaking of praying have a wonderful guest with us tonight he's ordained tested verified offers a variety of reading lengths and styles and is phenomenal energies and it's uh took a little while, managed to go ahead and get him to come on the show. Let me find him in a queue here. Welcome to the show, John Michael Thornton. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: So tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, um,
3: I've been a psychic now full-time for three years, but I've been giving readings for almost 18 years now, and I grew up in a very metaphysical family it was always a part of who i was and how i l- experienced my life to be around psychics and to be more try to be a little bit more open to what a lot of people are not o- aware of and as i got into my early teens i started having psychic experiences of my own and that prompted me to find a couple teachers and learn how to control it a little bit better most of the time, still working on that, and uh learn how to give readings and it's it was sort of an off and on kind of thing that I did uh when I felt the need for a big chunk of my life, but then the last couple of years, with so much that's been going on in the world, I felt like it really needed to be my focus, and that this is what I needed to be doing and giving psychic readings, teaching classes, and trying to help people make their lives a little bit better in any way that I can.
2: So that's and my thing. What, uh, what, abilities, what abilities do you have? Other than being, you know, like, I know, this clairaudient, clairsentient.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I do, I consider myself uh, clairsentient, but I do sometimes specific words or sounds. I've gotten smells in the past. Every once in a while, I've gotten a taste. Never had anything good, but gotten some of that. Um, felt textures in my hands. Uh, but usually it's just when I'm working with someone, more of a knowing, more of an inner knowing as information just sort of comes through me. And uh, I do see energy pretty clearly. And so a lot of my work starts off with looking at a person's or as looking at their chakra system and trying to figure out exactly what the points of weakness with that person are, so that we can address those first a lot of time when people come to you with questions, they're really asking about a central issue, but they're asking about multiple different ways that it's manifesting so if someone's got a real problem with say communication in their fifth chakra. Well, It may show up in problems with the relationship with the spouse. It may show up in uh, problems at work. There's lots of different ways that communication can show up and manifest in your life. So we could talk about those individual little spots, but what I try to do is focus in on what the initial cause, where the initial weakness or issue is, so that we can address that and let everything else sort of resolve on its own.
2: And What do you like to do? You also work with tarot cards and crystals?
3: I don't use any tools when I'm doing a reading. Um, I find they get in the way for me. I do have some jewelry that I like to wear um, that just helps me stay a little bit more focused, especially if I'm doing a lot of readings in a short period of time. But no, for the most part, it's just me sitting across from a person. I usually have a notepad and pencils and colored pencils and stuff around so that if I uh, see some sort of energy pattern that I want to that I'm having trouble describing, I can just do a brief sketch of it. And so I, I do what I call aura drawings in most of my readings. But for the most part, it's just me sitting down with someone. Cool. And uh, so you
2: do this full-time?
3: This is my job. I teach yoga, but this is my full-time job. It's such a and interesting. I couldn't
1: be happier. I yoga and
3: Yoga, psychic readings. Like I said, I do teach some metaphysical classes. I do some lecturing. Uh, I've got a metaph uh, I've got a meditation CD out. But this is what I do, and yeah, it's been pretty amazing couple of years.
1: Uh, are you calling it on Skype?
3: Uh, no, I'm on a cell phone.
2: Okay. Why is so a, problem? a lot of times we end up getting a lot of high uh, energy and just uh, some static a little
3: bit. Oh, well, we, I'm in Ohio. We've been having some weather. So I do apologize yeah. for that. Yeah.
2: So we'll just, we'll just keep on going. It'll usually clear itself out. That happens a lot of times during the show. We
3: just
2: so much energy going
3: on. Mhm. That's yeah, why I have to tell people, all of my readings are recorded, but no recordings are guaranteed. Because <laughs> you never That's
2: know, kind of weird to to stuff. Hmm. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and try to take a couple of calls? So I'm gonna see what I can do on on the back end here.
3: All right, that sounds great.
1: Okay.
0: Hi, Claudia, you. you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Michael. Hi, John. Hi.
3: How are you <sighs> doing?
0: I'm good, but obviously obviously need some answers um and I'm hoping that you can... I always work oh. for the
3: assumption that no one ever calls me or talks to me unless they want some kind of they have some kind of problem
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Can you tell me what's going on um between Jimmy and I, or actually really what's going on with him more so than me um but within our uh friendship, whatever you want to call it
7: Hmm.
3: Let me see here. Well, and what was your name again? Claudia. Claudia. Okay. Um, the first image that I'm getting in my head is, um, this is probably a slightly more extreme version of what's actually happening, but I like the exaggerated visions. Um Have you ever seen on, like, National Geographic, they've got the two goats butting their heads and just sort of running into each other and then flying apart when their heads connect? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of feeling that I'm getting right now. It's this just bam, bam, bang, bang, um, of knocking heads together without anything really being accomplished besides major headaches. Mm
2: -hmm. And
3: um, I feel like what is most frustrating to you is that it seems to you like he's completely shut down uh-huh. and um but he's
1: he tends, to process,
3: he tends to process before he speaks. Um, he likes to work work things out in his head before he talks about it. He's not the mm-hmm. one who really processes in conversation. Uh, and, you know, it's, and people who process in conversation, when they try to talk to people who don't process that way, uh, it can be very, very frustrating because you're saying, so tell me what you're thinking, and the other person's saying, I, I don't know what I'm thinking yet. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I, and
0: I am getting <laughs> a lot of that. I don't know mm-hmm. what I want. Um, I don't know what, you know.
3: Yeah, right now he's it's it's like if your computer is doing the little spinny ball thing or the 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 um hourglass. It's he's processing and right now he truly doesn't know what he thinks. And whenever you try to ask him and he's kind of frustrated with it too because you're asking and he honestly doesn't know. Um one of the things that I feel is he needs to spend some time working Stuff out in his own head, and mm-hmm. he needs to go and do do some really physical stuff to mm-hmm. get him out he i tell us I'd say he needs to go meditate, but he's not the med- meditating type he's more no, he's not. he needs to go out and do stuff, and that helps that's his sort of meditation in motion and get- giving him some time and and part of the problem is that he has hasn't had the opportunity over the last month or two to get out and do stuff to do some kind of physical activity that really lets him work it out and that having that opportunity would really help him get his head straight so that he can actually talk about what's going on in his head cuz right now he honestly doesn't know there's a lot of stuff going on and it hasn't finished processing well, what, and until oh. it does he's just going to you're going to ask him questions and he's going to be like I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know
0: well, one of the things I want to know is how he feels about me because I don't want to be wasting my time mm-hmm. thinking that he, you know, cares or wants something with me when he really doesn't.
3: He cares about you, but he's not sure where he wants this to go. And so that because of that, he doesn't really want to, like go forward. He doesn't want to feel like he's leading you on if he doesn't really want to be leading you on. And he's not sure that he really wants to... He's been kind of happy with the way things were, but now things are are changing and he doesn't know how he feels about that. Mm. I, well, it was
0: working for him, but it wasn't working for me, so right. <laughs> that's why it's changing.
3: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um You know, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But you move faster than he does.
0: Mhm.
3: And that is a problem that can be very difficult to overcome. Because it's to, it's always gonna be that like you know, like when you go to the park and you see the little kid dragging on his parents' hand. Run faster, move faster, come on I wanna go, I wanna go faster and the other person's just going i no not now slow down don't rush it's very frustrating and mm. that's always going to be a bit of dynamic in your relationship and mm. that's something you really need to take into consideration of whether or not you want to keep hanging around yeah it's certainly not my job to tell you the answer on this one but he's always going to be moving a little bit slower than you are when it comes to any kind of relationship stuff. When he does move, he tends to jump forward, but he doesn't move fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So. Well,
0: <clears throat> do you see us together in the long term, or is there somebody else
3: for me? Whether or not the two of you stay together is really going to be dependent on whether or not you can slow down to move more at his pace while still trying to bump him a little bit faster in the meantime. I'm not sure that right now you have at this point in your life, you have the patience for that. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And it can be very, very frustrating to once again, feel like the two of you are banging your heads together without anything getting accomplished. So, that's going to be the question that you're going to have to answer. This is not the last helicopter out of Vietnam. There are (laughs) other options for you. So you don't need to be looking at him going, well, I guess it's you or cats.
1: Right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that's what you really need to be thinking about. There are other, other options and there are other possibilities for love and romance for you. This is a good guy. Whether or not you want to put in the time and the effort with him really depends on you it's been and whether years, or not so. you can move at his, spa- at his pace. That's a long time. Yeah, you know?
0: It's it mm-hmm. a long time.
3: I would be feeling highly impatient right now, but yeah. I'm a highly impatient person. So. Yeah, I am
0: too. <laughs> I am too.
3: So uh, that's really what well, you've got to be thinking about.
0: Okay, well, um, if I decide to go ahead and and drop the whole thing, do you see me meeting someone that I can be with long-term? Because I've been single a long time, and I'm very, very picky.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that I feel for you is you do best, personality-wise, you do best with someone who is, actually a bit on the ADD side. (laughs) Interested in lots of stuff, not always that focused.
0: Uh
3: And it can be frustrating if you're doing the, I really want to have an adult relationship kind of thing. But when it comes to just having fun and being on dates and really enjoying yourself with another person, you really like someone who's enthusiastic, kind of unfocused, a little bit all over the place, but more... whose personality is much more immediate Mm -hmm. and less reserved. And I feel like one of the things that you've been sort of shooting yourself in the foot with is you keep going for the more strong, silent type kind of guy. But that's not who you have the most fun with. Right. So perhaps you've been looking in the wrong personality type, and that's been one of the things that's making you feel so picky. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I would suggest you can give this guy a little bit more time. You know, he's a good guy and you know, I'm not saying he's not going to come around. He tends to move in in jumps. He you don't see any movement for a long time and then all of a sudden he's like I got to tell you something really important. <laughs> so,
0: well, if he told me how can, he felt about me, I would I would consider staying, you know, with mm-hmm. him, but he, I feel he's just hiding what he feels for me.
3: Mhm. Yeah. So, I would say Spend a little bit more time with him. Give him another eh, month or so. Um, okay. And I feel like he's going to start sensing subconsciously, he already kind of is, that you're at the sort of all right, hurry up. I'm bored. Move on. Got to figure something mm-hmm. out. Um, and he's not ready for this to be over. So that kind of push may get him more motivated. Um, At the same time, though, I would really encourage you to sit down with a pad of paper and really start thinking on paper what you're really looking for in a relationship, what you're looking for in a guy, and what you're looking for long term. One of the things that's really important about sitting down and writing it out is that it lets you look at it and go, oh, man, this doesn't exist, or this is two things that are really contradictory. I need to get my head on straight because what I'm looking for is apparently a two-headed alien with a personality conflict, <laughs> <laughs> and working it out, sitting down your ideals on paper, doing a little bit of meditation and prayer with it, can really help you get focused. Because if you don't know what, you, if you don't know who you're looking for, how are you going to notice him when you find it?
0: Right. Right. Okay. And I do a kind of flip flop a little bit with what I'm looking for because I kind of feel like I can't find everything that I am looking for because it is contradictory. <laughs> right. So you totally got that. Well, you got it all actually. But okay. All right. Well, I will do that definitely. I okay. do appreciate your help very very much. You're very, very welcome.
1: Much.
0: And um, you guys have a good night.
7: Thank you.
1: Thanks, too, dear. you we'll too. Talk to you
0: later. Thank you.
7: Alright, great call.
2: Yes. Nice energy about her too. Seems like we have a little yeah. bit of the problem taken care of now, so excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So how did you get the calling to do this full time? Um it,
3: uh, I kinda ran from it for a little while. You know, it's sort of like the old thing when people tell aspiring writers or actors, if there's anything else you can think of that you'd like to do, it will be a little less hard do that. And so I kind of ran for this for a while and tried other work and other careers. But what kept happening was it became increasingly painful to not be doing spiritual work. And every time I tried to fit myself into an office cubicle, um, it just got weird real fast. I mean real fast that – the only thing that I could find that was steady and and felt positive and not like a a miss a a, a, a shoe that fits wrong was doing metaphysical and psychic work. And once I decided that this is what I was gonna do and have it be pretty much my full time job, it just took this enormous weight off my shoulders where I really felt so much, so much less. Like I was stepping on my own feet and fighting myself. And you know, I mean, like starting any new business, it's not always perfectly lucrative right from the start. But at the same time, there is not a morning that I wake up where I can say, "I am so." I get to do psychic readings today. I get to teach yoga. I get to help people. I don't have to go in to that job and. While I kind of miss the old paychecks, I don't miss anything else. And it, it it really just feels to me like there is no other option. Nothing else I tried to do felt as good and fit as well.
2: Yeah, that's how it felt when uh, when I took the calling. Mhm. It's just a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah it's right, like there's know, only so long a you hmm Yeah. And then the universe is like, you know what? You're going to do this.
3: Yeah. You're going to do this or we're not going to let you do anything else. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, or you're not going to be happy. You're going to be stressed mm-hmm. out until so you finally take that calling.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's such a great thing to do with your life. And, you know, I, I, I really love it. And one of the things that I really do love is that I don't really know everything that I can do yet as a psychic. You know, I know how to give basic readings, and I know how to do that, but every once in a while, you get some wonderful client, you get some wonderful opportunity or challenge from the universe to do something that you're not sure that you can do yet, or that you don't. no one ever taught you how to do, and that's why i think it's really amazing to be a psychic because you have to, you have to sort of take that deep breath and say all right i accept this challenge I had, that you've put in front of me and i am expecting you to teach me how to do it on the fly and that's when you get these get wonderful experiences with um you know i've done some work with dowsing for people who've uh had their water had their water wells dry up um and that was something i didn't know i could do I had a client say, can you do this? I said, I don't know. Let's go find out. Um, I've had a couple of experiences working with some local ghost hunter groups and they call me in when they got something that's, that they're not sure they can handle. And the first couple of times they did that, I they called me up and said, we got something kind of big and scary trying to eat us. What's you doing tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I know how to, exactly how to do that, but I'll give it a shot. And you know, we worked through the space and we helped some spirits cross over and, and cleared the energy, and it, it it was awesome. It was great, and it was, once again, something I wasn't sure I could do. Uh, same thing with what has become a real core of my practice these days, which is medical intuition and health readings. I didn't know I could do that. I mean, I grew up with my parents being involved with Edgar Casey, so I always knew that that's what psychics did, but I'd never had any experience with that until started having clients come to me with physical problems that they couldn't find any help from anywhere else. And they'd ask me the question and I'd say, well, I've never done anything like this before, but I'll give it a shot and we'll see what happens. And and I've been amazed at some of the information that's come through me. And that's cool. You know, it's it's amazing to be able to say, I honestly don't know what everything that is that I can do. And every time I start into work. I don't know what else is going to be uncovered with me, what else is going to be uncovered with my clients, what else we can do together. So I think it's amazing. And you know, I think everyone should try to be a psychic.
2: Yeah, one of these days I believe there's gonna be so many people out there they'll be calling other psychics just for confirmations.
3: Mhm. Yeah, it's everyone's got these talents. It's and I think it's really important for those who are interested to find ways to challenge their ability, to channel their abilities, and for those of us who have these gifts to really explore teaching and helping other people find their own talents, because that's where it's at. You know, this—we're all on this journey together, and it's anything that I can do to help someone else along their path and anything that they can do to help me along my path, that's, that's wonderful. And it's, and, uh, exactly what I want to be doing. And I, so I really feel that teaching, even in the process of doing a reading is really important. It's really important to me because I always want to be feeling like I'm helping the person that I'm talking to move forward and learn more about themselves and their, connection to the universe. It's one reason why I talk so much about chakras and energy in my readings. Because the more you can understand your own energy anatomy, the more that you can work with your spiritual gifts and see how it connects with your physical life.
2: All good stuff. Yeah it's interesting working with the chakras.
3: hmm.
2: Do you do chakra work yourself? Uh yeah. Yeah, I've been doing some and it's it's very interesting. Mhm.
3: Yeah, one thing that's been really interesting to me and like I said I do a lot of health information into medical intuition is the way that people's health problems completely line up with the chakra system. And when people try to separate those two out, then then there's problems because so much of what's going on with us energetically is going to be manifested physically, and, and whatever's going on with us physically is going to show up in our energetic system. So you can't work with them one at a time, and you've got to find ways to work with your energy, even as you're working for physical health and well-being. Uh, I think my favorite story, and I'm so totally going to get busted for telling this story one time, at some point, but uh, I was doing a reading for a psychic out of Cincinnati, and We're talking, and I'm looking at at the beginning of the reading, and I'm like, your fourth chakra is just not right, dude. There's something wrong there. It's it's really blocked, and there's a lot of just unpleasant energy going on. And he said, nope, nope, nope. I completely disagree with you there. I'm like, oh, okay, you can always disagree with me. He said, nope, my fourth chakra is pure and clear and open. I work on it every day. And because of my work, it's always open and overflowing with love. You know what you might be picking up? I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, I did have my second heart attack not too long ago. Oh, second heart attack. And as we go through the reading, he says, by the way, I need to talk to you about my estranged son. It's really been bothering me. Like, oh, estranged son, multiple heart attacks. Okay. Oh, and I wanted to ask you, is my wife going to leave me? I know she never will, but I feel like there's something wrong there. I'm like, okay. No, your fourth chakra is great, dude. Yeah, totally overflowing with love. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So often our egos get in the way of looking at what's actually going on with us. And with this guy, the psy—you sci- know—you don't have to be a psychic to say if you've had multiple heart attacks and you're having problems with estrangement in, in your immediate family circle, your fourth chakra, your heart center, is not right. But he was so caught up in the ego of what he, who he was, and what he did that he couldn't see that there was a problem there. And nothing that I said in that reading or nothing I could say in that reading was going to convince him that his fourth chakra needed any work at all. But he makes a great story, and I tell it in every chakra class I do.
2: It's amazing how people don't listen.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to get past our own egos and understand what else, what more we could be doing. You know, that's why I say, I love the fact that I'm constantly learning more of what I can do and and what's out there because anytime I start to feel too grand or full of myself, the universe says, yeah, we got something new for you to learn. And at first you're going to be awful at it.
7: Okay, great. Awesome. That's, that's great.
3: There's always new stuff and we're never there. We're always getting there. We're never there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've learned, uh, not fight the universe so much.
3: <laughs> you never win.
2: No. And that's why right now tonight also it's, uh, we're doing a test show at the same time because okay. I'm actually working on getting my own network set up. Cool. So I actually have two switchboards going and uh, tr- and listening to the sound quality and broadcasting not only on Blog Talk Radio but also mm-hmm. through my own radio server. Which is what the universe is telling me I needed to do. So I'm like, okay.
3: Oh, goody, new stuff to learn. Mm.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah, loads of fun. So we're going to do a test right now. We have somebody who wants to come on air with us, and he's actually testing the other switchboard for me. Okay. So I can bring him on. Hello, Richard. Hello,
7: Michael.
1: How are you?
2: Hi, Richard.
7: I'm doing fine. How are you?
1: Good. How can we help you tonight?
7: okay um i i'm I'm just, I'm, not, um, I'm just wondering if my job will get better
3: okay uh i i'm sorry you you broke up a little bit on me I, I didn't quite uh get everything you're saying um I'm sorry, what was your name again did you say Richard? name okay, is richard okay and you're I'm asking about your
7: good
3: job, your current job, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> oh Richard, I hate it when people ask me questions, and I can't just give them good news <sighs> um, this is I hate it when I can't just give people good news um this. I would highly encourage you to begin trying to find a way to transition out of this current source of employment
7: i i I, I, I already put in for a different job in the same company okay. though
3: okay okay, I feel better about this new position um it gets you out okay, of your current good. little la um but yeah cuz this current situation you're in I no yeah, it, it's i like i said i wish i could tell you it's going to get better in another couple weeks or another couple days or something like that but no you you need to get out of what you're doing right now um and move into something else i feel better about this new position um but i also feel like you need to be thinking about some other options and just sort of getting yourself prepared. It's always easier to find a job when you have a job. And I'm not saying that you should walk in tomorrow and quit, but I think you need to be looking elsewhere because you do not want to stay where you're at much longer. It's just not good for you.
7: Yeah. I've been been trying, I just like, with this stuff, and then me trying to find a new place to live is kind of <laughs> kind of put the damper on the moving. And, uh, uh,
3: put the damper on moving, you said.
7: Well, I've been trying to find a new place to live that I can mm-hmm. feel a lot freer. But right. Because I really don't. I'm, I appreciate where I live, but uh, I know I need to at least move out.
1: Yeah, it's not working out for you. At some
3: point. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't feel like we're looking at a really long time frame here. Uh, you know, I, I really do feel like you're going to be finding the opportunity to get out of this current job
7: within the next,
3: I don't know, month and a half, two months tops. Um <laughs> That may come from the new position inside the same company, but I don't want you to put all your eggs just in that basket. I want you to start. I'd really like for you to start getting your, uh, getting a nice resume portfolio together, so that you can look around for something else. Uh, but because you got to get out of what you're doing right now, um, but at the same time, don't completely put a damper on the whole moving. Continue to prepare you know, with cleaning, clearing, doing a little light packing, that sort of thing. Um, but do hold off on that until you know exactly where you're going to be going because that'll help, you know, maybe you n- might want to find, if you're going someplace else, a different uh, different business, you might want to be looking at a slightly different part of town or something along those lines. But don't, you know, don't stop moving here, but do be thinking about where you what you want to be doing and looking for other positions, because so you got to get out of what you're doing.
7: Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry, no easy
3: answers. As my yoga, as my other yoga teacher used to say, you got to get it. You got to just work it out. Get on the mat and work it out.
7: Because I love the midnight job. Mm-hmm. In other words, I like the the time frame, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's just, it's apparently it just doesn't want to work out. Yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. Okay, thank you. Goodbye, Mike. Mm-hmm.
2: Goodbye, we'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. that's kind of hard when you have uh, not so great news at times.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I wish I could just give people good news all the time.
2: Yeah, no, that would be nice. It's, it's kind of hard to.
3: Yeah. Uh, be the one thing that would make my job even better. Nope, everything's going to work out. It's going to be awesome. You should just totally chill out and wait for the universe to shower you with gifts.
2: It doesn't usually work out that Veronica. way. Okay. Uh, Hi, Veronica. You're on the air.
3: Hello, Veronica.
2: Four zero eight. must have stepped away. Mm. Okay, Andrea, you're on the air.
8: Hi. I'm uh, happy to be here. Don, Michael, thank you for taking my call. I find myself in a bit of snafu in the real estate um, department. I'm just letting go of my present agent. It's Mm -hmm. just not working out as much as I like him and respect him. It's just been very ineffective. I was wondering if you could give me... Any advice? I've spoken with one woman, um, I guess, in her early 40s. I'm wondering if you can pick up the the perfect real estate agent for me. I've got a beautiful piece of land. What he might look like or what she might be.
3: I feel like you should be looking for a woman. And the image that I'm seeing, and this is just sort of, you know, I'm not getting a specific face. I'm just sort of getting some, like... uh, um, mannerisms mm-hmm. She seems very intense She leans towards you And is all, always has this very forward mo- Moving kind of energy um, And uh, I'm seeing dark hair And Mannerisms where it's like she puts on and takes off Her glasses all the time mm-hmm. um, But I definitely see you need someone Who's a little bit more Intense Mm-hmm. You know the the previous agent, he was nice, but he was a little too laid back for you. Mm-hmm. And you need you need someone who's kind of got that intensity to her. Yeah. Who uh, just feels a bit more I don't know shark like. It's uh-huh. not a very flattering thing to say, but um, <laughs> more intense and and really focused. Um, I feel like like one of the things that you will the way that you will notice her is um, she can be a bit off putting at times because she's so focused she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't do pleasantries very well she doesn't really dither she you she asks a question she doesn't really want you know she doesn't want the story she just wants to know the facts and it can be a bit off-putting at times but on the other hand what you will find with this personality is um she'll say okay I'm just going to go and deal with this and then she'll come back a few hours later and every question that you had, had will be answered and she'll have a game plan that is solid as a rock
1: uh-huh
3: um that to me feels more like what you need you need someone who's going to be focused and really driven because this is this property has been hanging on too long
8: yeah, And you don't need another
3: nice guy. You need yeah. someone who's going to get in there and just, and just get it done. Because she wants that commission and she wants it out of her life right now.
8: Right. And she's hungry. And does she live on the island?
3: Is there uh, like a channel with something on the other side of a channel?
8: Well, it's the uh, Straits of Juan de Fuca. It's um, These are the San Juan Islands uh, north of Seattle.
3: Okay. 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 I'm in Ohio. We're know. landlocked. <laughs> oh. um, I don't know if you'd call uh, it a like, channel. Like, um, well, well, I feel like you're looking for someone right on the other side of whatever this semi-narrow body of water is. Um, she's a little ways away from you but not really far. So, But not on the same zone, island. It doesn't feel like it.
8: Mm-hmm. Well, there's another island that is a small channel away. It
3: belongs, that you have more to take likely. a ferry. Pardon me? Okay. That feels like it might be more likely, but uh-huh. I don't feel like she's on your island, but you're in her zone. Which she would consider her her zone. Okay. All right.
8: righty. Thank you so much, Don.
5: Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. One
3: yeah. thing you might want to do is get one of those local real estate mags where all of them post their their pictures and their phone numbers.
5: hmm
1: And
3: leaf through it and see if someone jumps out at you. Out at you. you know, okay. she's gonna look uh-huh. intense even in the picture, like she's uh-huh. leaning forward. And,
8: uh, and she's got her glasses on.
3: <laughs> um, well, she may have just taken them off. You know, they'll be they'll be around. <laughs> but,
8: you got to be fast. <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
8: Okay, thank you. She never knows
3: what she's going to have to look at. All right. <laughs> good luck to you. All
8: right, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Oh, to be on an island somewhere. Seriously, man. I'm
3: in northeast Ohio. It has rained every single day for the last two weeks.
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah, My no, excitement today was... Florida, so.
3: My excitement for today was tacking down some roofing shingles that were trying to blow away in the last storm. Like, come on, man. This is the stockest uh, yeah, spring not so good. far. No.
2: Uh,
3: all right.
2: I want to go to an island.
3: All right. Enough about me. Who's next?
2: Okay. What else That's do we have to talk so about?
7: Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. i here.
3: Hello.
4: Hi there. Hi, I hope you have good news for me tonight.
3: Well, Um, I love to have good news for people.
4: (laughs) I have been on a major job search for a long time. Okay. And I'm hoping something's gonna come for me soon. Can you tell me how am I going to connect with the job that that I should take?
3: (sighs) Hmm. I do feel like your job search is coming to an end. There's a feeling of um, nearness, completion happening here. Um, one of the things that has really ha- has happened and kind of had to happen was um, you needed to get a fresh outlook on work. You were getting really jaded and boxed in. Um, it would have been nice if you could have had this sort of refresh without being unemployed, but um, you really needed this period to change your outlook. Uh, And now that's pretty much happened. Um, Where we're at right now is um, I feel like it's time for you to go back to some of the thing the the job search strategies you had right at the beginning and then gave up on because your attitude is really different now. So, I would go back and look at things that you were doing right at the beginning of your job search. And part of it is calling and trying to reconnect, calling talking to especially um old colleagues but this feels like stuff that you did right at the beginning. It didn't pull, It didn't bear fruit right away. Until you decided, ah, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something else. I'm gonna look at this differently. But your attitude is really different now, and your outlook is really different now, and that's gonna change the responses that you're getting. Um, it's sort of like re- refocus and revisit some of that older stuff. I mean, not like it's seven, eight, seven years old, but just you know that you you looked at previously, but Now your attitude is so much different that it's going to bear fruit. But I really do feel like your period of unemployment is almost at its end.
5: Oh, that's
4: good. That's encouraging. Yeah, when I left my former employer, which was exactly one year ago yesterday, I came from a very thank you. Well, I don't know. That's how I'm trying to look at it. I came from a very abusive relationship. It me, and I had to take time to heal and at that time I was just trying to send resume after resume and now I'm trying to be more careful sending things that really interest me rather mm-hmm. than being smoked. so I'm trying yeah. to you know get something that is attractive to me um, am I going to find this through the internet or how am I going to connect with it?
3: I don't feel like the Internet's going to be where you're going to get the real connection here. It feels to me like this is going to be a person-to-person kind of thing. And um, that's where I I come back to this idea of calling and reconnecting with some old colleagues.
4: Yeah, that's not going to happen. Old colleagues are history. Yeah, they're
3: history. All right. Because I, I really get that this is going to come... From a person to person interaction and not a um sort of stab in the dark,
0: okay, but
3: the other thing to sort of corollary that is the the things that you're interested in make try to see if try to find places where you can even if it's deliver a resume in person or or make some sort of personal connection. You come across way better in person than you do on paper. Okay. Not that you come across badly on paper, but you come across way better in person than you do on paper. And that it's going to be so much more important to get that personal interaction than just getting your name and face, just getting your name and paperwork in front of them. Um, that's why I kind of felt like an introduction from a friend or former colleague or something along those lines would get you that FaceTime because you really do need the FaceTime.
4: Now, you know, I have an interview lined up on May 3rd. The company's initials okay. are A is in Apple, M is a Mary. And it, is anything going to come out of that?
3: It feels to me like it's going to be a really good interview but the match isn't going to be quite right. Um, but it's going to be the kind of thing that sort of gives you a boost um, and gets you refocused because it's going to be one of those, like, man, we really like you, but looking at how this is actually going to work out, it wouldn't work out right for either of us. Um it feels like but it. It feels like this is going to be an interview that leaves you feeling better afterwards than you did beforehand. Does that make sense?
4: Okay, I, I would have thought it would put me in a tailspin of depression. No,
3: no, no. You're going to feel better after this interview. It's going to give you a boost. Okay. Because it's it's really going to sort of reaffirm, you know, you are good. You've got a lot to offer. Okay. Don't get depressed. This this is coming to an end. This is coming okay. to an end.
4: The job that I take will it be rewarding? I came from a very high income position in the past mm-hmm. a year ago. Will will I reap those rewards again?
3: I feel like you're going to do a bit of a trade-off for I will be ha- I will be happier at this job even though there's a little less money.
4: Okay.
3: And that's you're you're sort of you're willing to buy some happiness in exchange for some salary. And I firmly believe that's a, an excellent trade-off. Um, okay. But yeah, it it doesn't feel quite so financially lucrative, but you're going to feel so much better at the about yourself and the job at the end of the day that it's not really going to matter that much. Okay. You know, I think a lot of times we we go for something, we say we need more money so that we can try to make up for the misery. But if there's less misery, you don't need to make up for so much.
4: I understand. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Well, um, yeah. When you say it's coming to an end, are we talking like one or two months?
3: Yeah, we're in the sort we're down to months. You know, we're in the next month or two. Okay. Uh, if this feels relatively short. Time period. Um, I feel like let me see. We're, we're we're in second quarter. This feels like it's going to be. You're going to know where you're going by the end of second quarter.
4: Wow. All right. So it's
3: uh-huh. very
4: soon.
3: Yeah. I don't know if you'll have started by the end of it, but you'll know what you'll know where you're going.
4: Okay. So
3: yeah. Okay. We're almost All there. Right. Get ready.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks Thank a lot. For, Thank you both. You're
3: very welcome. Okay. Have a great Goodnight. night. Welcome
2: to. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. She's got some nice energy about her too. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, she's gonna do it just fine. She just needs to get her face in front of the right person.
2: Okay. Let me see. Okay. Tawana, you're on the air.
6: Hi. Hi. What's your name again? My name you. is, my name is Tawana.
3: I love your name.
6: Thank you. Trying to get some insight on where I need to be because I'm kind of like stuck in between pharmacy school, med school, and do I really want to study tarot?
3: Okay. And do you? What was the last one? Do you really want to study what?
6: Tarot. Tarot reading, like some something similar to like what you do.
3: Mhm. Hmm. Wow! So you started. You said pharmacy school, med school, and tarot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, as I will pass on some advice that a psychic gave to me years ago, if you're really interested in money, it's not necessarily the best job to go into, but very fulfilling. Um, um, I feel like you should definitely do some study of tarot. Um, I am feeling medicine for you though okay and um, and not necessarily the pharmacist pharmacy school I like med school for you because it will give you much more hands on time and you like hands on Okay. you really like to see the results of what you're doing right then and have that immediate feedback. Um, I would encourage you to do some, of course, do some psychic exploration, be it tarot or um, any other kind of divination, because you will find it helpful in your practice uh, for a lot of reasons, but intuition is way downplayed in modern medicine, and it shouldn't be. There's okay. a lot of times when a little bit of a, a leap will come up with a better result than a battery of tests.
6: I see what you're saying.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, ooh, still exciting.
6: Yeah, it's Very exciting. exciting. Very exciting, mm-hmm. you know, going through a lot of problems, you know, health issues, mm-hmm. and trying to get back up on my feet and just trying to mm-hmm. figure out where do I really need to be.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, t- uh, let's take a moment to talk about health stuff because I do health readings. So, um, what's going on?
6: You know, um, years ago I had a liver surgery. They had to take a gallbladder, then just different things, surgeries, here surgeries. They're like just falling apart at a young age and did not mm-hmm. understand why. And, you know, I was listening to your conversation with the host about, you know, your chakra being blocked or, you know, different mm-hmm. health problems that, you know, are associated with blocked system. So I'm like, okay.
3: Well, you know, the third chakra, third chakra sits right in your belly and the energy of the third chakra handles most of the squishy bits. So it's your your liver, your digestive tract, uh, your stomach, uh, gallbladder, um, kidneys actually start to fall more into the second chakra. But for the most part, third chakra is all of the squishy bits in your uh, abdomen. And third chakra is, it's fear and anxiety. Uh, it's why when something scares us, we feel it right there in our solar plexus, that sort of gasp right there. Um, But it's also external identity. It's how the world sees you versus how you see yourself. Uh, You know, doctor, lawyer, Indian chief kind of thing. And it's all about that, those externals of, you know, it's why it's fear, fear and anxiety because it's, will I be able to protect myself, support myself? Will I, as, as a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, will I be able to maintain my presence in society? Uh, It's why it's, it's, will I be able to take care of my family? That sort of um, external stuff. And it oftentimes when it, when it hits you young, it's, um, it can be a result of if it happens when you're really young, it's usually family fears. You're picking up on those anxieties and fears uh, from those around you. When it happens at the age where you're old enough to, you know, have it be your own stuff and not your family's, then it tends to be fear of future and fear of molding yourself into something that is socially acceptable or, you know, real.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I don't know if any of that fits for you, but it's it's that. I, I would definitely look at the energy of the third chakra and, uh, you know, do a little re- reading. Carolyn Mace has got some great stuff on the chakras. Um, there's also a good book called, called Hands of Light. I forget the forget the name of the author. But there's some really good information out there for just trying to figure out, do a little self-diagnosis. Um, the one thing I like about working with the chakras is, you know, like I said, it's easy for the ego to get involved. But if you're saying, well, this is where my illness is and this is what that energy center handles, I guess maybe I could be lying to myself or fooling myself about what my problem really is because I got all the symptoms. Maybe I got the energy issue, too. So you might want to look into that. Okay. And just see what works for you.
6: Okay, I will certainly right. do that.
3: Okay. Good luck to you.
6: Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. You're
3: very welcome. Have a oh. great night. Thank you very you much. You Bye-bye. I'm sorry. You're getting a little staticky for me again. I I just wanted to point it out.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking into that. It's it uh, sounded bad earlier. Okay. There we go. Nine five four you're
9: on there. air. Uh, hi, Michael. Thanks for taking my call. This is Anna. And uh, hi, John. Welcome. Hi. Um. I'm been struggling with a financial situation relating to my home and um daily expenses and i thought after almost 2 years i would uh come up with a better deal and um just recently submitted some paperwork and um come to find out it's not as good as i thought it was going to be and um now i have to kind of start from square one again and I'm very frustrated at the moment. I wonder if uh, what you pick up on this situation and resolve.
3: This feels horribly convoluted to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um. I feel like you're not getting a lot of straight answers and you're not getting the information, the accurate information that you need. Right. And... That is, it's keeping you from being able to make informed decisions, but it also just, you're working with some people who are perfectly happy to stall until you go away.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
9: right.
3: One way or another.
9: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and as long as that continues, they're just sort of playing the waiting game. Hey, maybe if we wait long enough, she'll just go away or die or something and we won't have to ever Um, deal with this again um i'm getting to the
9: point i'm wondering if i'm just beating a dead horse and i just should you know give up i don't know i mean i'm you know always trying to find a way to um change my financial picture and work on other options and then bam i get hit with one emergency after another like in the last week or so and I just, I don't know. I just keep trying yeah. different tactics and um mm-hmm. do you see anything getting any better? I don't
3: know. Well, um, unfortunately, I feel like we're getting close to a point where the only answer will be to walk away.
9: And I can't really do that financially. I lose okay. it all.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's this is a this is this is rough, you know. Once again, I hate giving people hate it when I can't give people good news, but um this is not anywhere close to being resolved. Oh boy. And I I'm really sorry about that. Mm. But this is this just feels really tied up in knots and mm. doesn't look like there's like anything besides maybe time would unravel it Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: when I say time we're talking time
9: I'm trying to apply for some um, for a grant some outside help also and I'm wondering if I would uh, qualify for that which might be able to help
3: I feel like you're going to get some assistance from this Mm -hmm. Um, enough to keep going
9: Uh uh-huh
3: Enough to keep fighting, okay. Um, but it's it doesn't look to me like that's the final solution yet. Hmm. So, um, what it seems to me is that what you what you really need is a good lawyer or a legal mind to come in and shake pe- shake up the people on the other end.
9: All right. I had some um, legal aid, but. They don't carry it any further than their boundaries, and Mm -hmm. they just wash their hands. Unfortunately, I don't have the financial um, backing so that I can hire a good lawyer.
1: Mm -hmm. It all relates to
9: financial. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be a simple answer if I had the money, but I don't. And um, I'm trying to see if there's any way of bringing in other income and i've been exploring things but i haven't been able to really nail anything down and you see any more coming in uh you know due to something of my own effort
3: well like i said i do see some of this grant money coming in enough to sort of keep going um i feel like i i don't want Please do not feel like I am saying this in any way to be uh to pick on you or to be negative or anything like that. This is mm-hmm. I mean this only in the most positive way. But a re- you you really need to take a focus on your attitude and outlook here because right now the negativity is just I mean I understand that you've got some really good reasons to be negative, but the negativity is just really raining down on this whole situation making it very difficult to move forward. Um I feel like as much as anything else that needs to change, and there's quite a few other things that need to change, your outlook and your attitude about this is one of the most important things because right now there's just it's so hard to dispel the darkness around you that it's hard for you to see uh, some opportunities that may be presented. Um, I, I really feel like some prayer, some meditation, some using this springtime energy as a time for renewal could be very helpful to you because there's only so much that you can do on your own and what you need next is to be able to bring in that energy of the divine so that God can come in and take up the slack. Mm. But right now, it's it's so hard to get through the, the darkness.
1: Right. And
3: anything that you can do to... To refresh and to clear and use that energy of spring renewal to let the sunshine back into your life and, and dispel the darkness is so important right now. It's mm-hmm. so important right now.
9: I've been trying to do a lot of clearing and cleansing in my home excellent. and um, clearing away a lot of things that you know I don't need or whatever, and make everything clean and fresh and. Mm-hmm. Sort of a feng shui um, right. thing doing, and light white candles and incense mm-hmm. and, um, you know, working on the spiritual aspect of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: Uh, I get to a point where I get very encouraged, and it starts looking positive, and I think I've finally got things resolved, and then something hits. And it's like, whoa, well, you know, I'm back where I mm-hmm. started so that's what's been going on, but you don't really feel any quick solutions.
3: And there there are no quick solutions here. I'm very, very sorry about that. But this So is, I
9: should pursue as far as uh, I sent in an application. I'm working on sending an application mm-hmm. in for um, some assistance.
3: Mm-hmm. Send in the applications. I do feel like you're going to get some. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, you got to keep plugging up that hill.
9: Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Okay, well, I appreciate, um, you know, whatever you pick up. That's what you pick okay. up. <laughs> and All right,
2: good luck to you. Thank
9: you. Okay, blessings. Bye-bye.
2: Have a good night. Bye-bye.
9: Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye, Michael.
2: So you're also a yoga teacher. I am. I am.
3: I have been doing yoga for uh, almost as long as I've, as I've been doing readings, and um I get so ungrounded if I'm not doing yoga. I mean, I just, I can't do readings on a regular basis without that physical component. I just start to drift off into the cosmos. And, um, you know, during the summer, I'll I'll do a little less yoga because I'm, you know, I can go play outside and keep grounded that way. But especially during the winter, I just get not right if I'm doing lots of readings and not focusing on that physical, spiritual component. Yeah. And yeah.
2: Got to stay grounded.
3: Mm-hmm. It's so easy to not be grounded as a psychic. And yeah, I get
2: a little spacey uh, at times. It's like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, when you realize that you've just lost your keys four times in the last 20 minutes, you find them, you put them down and they're gone again. And then it's time to like refocus, do some meditation, do some yoga. Um, get that physical balance back. I think especially yeah, as help. psychics Yeah. I think especially as psychics, we tend to spend so much time floating around in the ether that we forget that we're still physical beings and we need to come home. So
2: yeah, sometimes home isn't that great. We just want to stay drifted away.
3: <laughs> well, you know, a little bit of yoga brings you back home. Um, oh, good. I teach a couple. T- yeah, I teach a couple times a week, um, but then every once in a while, I go to a, a studio about about half an hour away, because I will never work myself as hard as Abby will make me work, because I will totally wimp out. I will say, oh, I must go and check on one of my students or I've held this pose long enough or something along those lines. But in Abby's class, I will force myself to just stay there and keep breathing. And as she said one time, now I just want you to sit here and try to enjoy the pain. Like, oh,
2: man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of hard to do that.
3: <laughs> well, you know, breathe through it. There are many times in our lives when we need to breathe through the pain and keep focused and keep grounded and keep our focus, and you might as well learn how to do it in yoga so that you're not completely flat-footed when the universe throws you something outside.
2: Let's see who else we can help and get them grounded tonight. Mm -hmm. How about Code 954? That's me. That's you, dear.
10: Hi. My name's Sherry. Hi, Michael. Can you, hear me?
2: can you hear me? Yep. How can we help you? Hi, okay. Sherry.
10: Hi. Hey, Michael. Well, you know what? I'm not going to be negative or anything, but my life is upside down and it has been for years. i just trying to, like, regroup, start over, move on. This
11: service is provided in high definition by free conference. Something
10: just came in and re- interrupted Hello. me. I didn't know what it was. Something came in about high Access code accepted.
8: There is one other person in this conference. This conference is being recorded. Q&A session started. Okay.
3: Hello? Okay.
8: Okay. Hello. Now it's letting me back in. It said something about
10: Q&A questions.
2: Yes. Okay. That's um, weird.
10: Yeah. So, you know, I'm just kind of trying to get life back on track a little bit. I don't know what you'll be able to pick up from me and what has happened, but I've had tragedies and I just um, I, I need a new start. Mhm.
1: Mhm.
3: And, and, and
10: do I have to tell you like specifics? Is that what I do, or
3: no? We can. I can just. I'll try to do <laughs> a little broad view here, and then we can look at some specifics after that. Um, you said your name was Sherry.
10: Yes, Sherry. Okay.
1: All right, Sherry. Hmm.
3: Hmm. This is going to sound a little flip, but hear me out. Okay. Um, there's this wonderful author and writer, by the uh, artist by the name of Sark. Uh, and I'm reminded of something she wrote in one of her old books, that when your life feels upside down, it's time to stand on your head. And... I feel like what you need more than anything else right now is a change of perspective because the goal has to be getting your life right side up again. And a lot of that is perspective and attitude. And I know that when it when you're going through it, when you're in the weeds, when you're in the mud, it's hard to have someone tell you that, you got to change your attitude, but that's a big part of it, and mm-hmm. regaining your focus and regaining a spiritual focus as well. Uh, the you with the with the big hits that you've taken the last couple of years, it has really shaken your 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 faith, both in yourself and in the divine, and it's made you very fearful and very suspicious of even good things. Like, ah, this is great. It can't possibly last. And that attitude needs to shift a little bit. Uh, And with that, you need to rediscover your own personal faith and connection to the divine so that you've got... Sort of a central anchor, because right now you've got no anchor, and you're just sort of drifting and you're right you're right.
10: I've lost my husband it, and I've lost
3: my daughter mhm mhm there's the center of your world is gone, and it's you need to find that center again and not let your life be gone because they're gone. And yeah, my life's been gone. Yeah. It's not easy. You didn't die I'm not
10: trying to I'm not trying to complain. hmm. No, you know? I
3: understand I'm not no, hey, yeah. hey man, sometimes people need to complain, you know? When things are really, really bad, sometimes you just need to be like, you know what, life sucks. It really, really does. hmm. And get yeah. it off your chest. And anyone well, well, tells my you to always look on the bright side. Yeah, it's mm hmm. That's it's one of the worst things that can happen to a parent. It, it's one of the worst things that can happen to a parent. And the center, really the center of your world, went away. And that shakes your faith in everything, and really shakes uh-huh. your faith in God. And it's... it's fi- finding a way to get that back is so important to you right now, because... Otherwise, you you know this happens, and I, I would consider you on an upswing right now, but it's so easy for you to just let the darkness cascade over you.
10: Well,
9: I've, you been
3: trying,
10: lost. T- I've been trying to sell my house. Obviously, everybody in the world is. But, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, I've decided to give it back to the bank and move on. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like, felt like something been holding me here. I shouldn't have mm-hmm. done this two years ago, one year ago and I finally made the decision to do it. But mm-hmm. um my mm-hmm. daughter lived here with me and she passed yeah. away about four blocks from where I live. Mhm. And I have tried to get out of here and tried and I'm just hoping this time it happens. Mhm. Well I feel like I'm dying.
3: Mhm. I feel like you finally sort of you you finally said that you are important enough, you are more important than this house, and that was a really good step. When you said, you know what, I am willing to walk away from this because my sanity is more important than this house. That's good, that's real good. Don't chicken out. <laughs> And that's part of what's really going to be important for you is you is you being able to say, I am important and I need to carry on and go on living and not...
10: Do you, do you think that she's around to... me?
3: When you need her, she's around you. And when you don't, she's on the other side. And... So she's not always around you, and that's good. She's got stuff uh-huh. to do on the other side. But when you need her, she can come back to you. But you know, always remember that it doesn't matter where you are, she can always find you. You don't have to be where she used to be. Uh-huh. She can find you anywhere. And any time you need to feel that energy around you, she can find you anywhere. You don't need to stay there.
10: I, that's why I, it was weird. I just always felt like she was holding me here though. You know what I mean? Mhm. I mean I mean I know it was I know it's a combination but because mm-hmm. my friends kept saying, Just stop, just go, just get out of there. Mm-hmm. And and I try I finally made the decision but I just kinda always felt like she was just holding me in this area. You know, I said to her daughter mm-hmm. she was here just the other day for Easter and she just said, she said, when you leave the house, she said, I'm going to miss you and my mom. My God. Hmm.
1: Yeah. But. And I don't, I,
3: don't,
5: don't I can't to... help, I can't
10: help her if I can't help myself.
3: Right. And you need to decide that you need to live and that you need to live your own, you know, you need to live your life. You didn't die. And so you need to make the choices to move on. Okay. And you can do it. <laughs> You've made some good choices recently. Don't let the darkness catch you again. You can do Where it. Where should I move to? You need, you need to let the wind blow you a new life. You need to change. <laughs> You need sunlight and wind.
10: You know, not you like know hurricane Michael, wind.
3: Just,
10: I'm like not gonna, I'm not gonna like hold on real long anymore. But there's such a big difference between like when my husband died.
1: Mm-hmm.
10: Like I knew he was gonna die, yeah. but my daughter walks out the door, and I never see her again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, is that why I'm so devastated still?
3: I mean, oh. I can't.
10: I don't get it. I mean, I know. I get
3: Why? But but at the same time, it's different to lose a a spouse than it is to lose a child. Right. Because psychologically, women expect to live longer than their husbands. They do not expect to live longer (laughs) than their children. Uh There's always that in the back of your mind. And it's something that no one ever expects and that you don't plan for. Uh-huh. I mean, what kind of person plans for that? And so, it, that it was such a surprise, that it was such a shock, that you never felt like you said goodbye to her face. I didn't. But, but, didn't. it's okay, because you can still say goodbye. That the the spirits, people, the spirits still hang around. No one's gone forever. and still still, ha- you can still find that connection to her, but you can't let her energy keep you someplace. Mm-hmm. You need to move on with your life and let and carry her with you, but not get stuck.
10: Can you see my get like getting place. any better or any
3: easier? You still have a lot of you still have a lot of life to live. And you still, a lot of joy in your life to come. You've let I'm your life... Here. Thank you. <laughs> You've really let your life kind of stop because of everything that's happened in the last couple of years. But it needs to start up again. Thank you. And you need to walk in the sunlight and let the wind blow you a new life. Thank you, Michael. And go some. Go someplace. I'm, I'm John. I'm John. Michael's the host. Sorry. Um, it's no. okay. That's okay, Derek. It's okay. But there's there's still life and joy for you. It's time for you to go out and find it. And don't be scared.
10: Okay. Okay. Thank you so much.
3: You're very
2: welcome.
10: Have a, have a good evening, you guys.
2: Thanks. You too, thank dear you.
10: Okay. Good night. Good night.
2: That's got to be the hardest thing to do.
3: Yes. I need to get in a glass of water. I'm still on the phone. Okay. I'm walking towards the sink.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: Otherwise, I will start to sound like a three pack a day smoker.
2: Yeah, you no, know, we don't want that.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: That's, that's definitely hard to do, and can't imagine going through that. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's,
3: nothing in our society and our life prepares us for that.
2: No, unfortunately
3: it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we do prepare ourselves for for the deaths of our parents, for the deaths of our, our spouses, because, well, someone's got to live longer, but no one ever prepares themselves for the death of a child, and... Yeah, there's support out there, but at the same time, the corollary is, since society doesn't prepare us for it, society also sort of says, you can't move on. Your child has died and your life must end because you are too miserable and too horrified by this horrible experience to ever move on. That's it for you. And it really becomes how you're defined that, oh, you're the poor parent who lost their child. And that can't be your life. Your life has to continue. And sometimes it takes a, a big move and a big change to go someplace new and and not just be that pathetic person who's lost their child. So, tough.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. Let's uh, see who else I we can help out tonight. Okay. Yes. okay. Air code 573 you're on the air.
11: Hi everybody. Um I just want to Hi. call the caller that everybody sending a lot of love to her. Oh. Uh,
1: Thank the last caller.
11: Um, um I am um in the middle of a animal communication course and I oh, was cool. I was yeah, and I was made an offer today um to um work with some people um, and I'm just wondering how you, what you see for that for me. And her name starts with a J. Well, her name is Joyce. I don't guess it matters if I don't say her whole name.
1: hmm
3: Hmm. This will be an excellent growth opportunity.
11: Do you see, um, so it's good intention.
3: This will be an excellent growth opportunity. I definitely think you should do it. Please don't come after me later.
11: (laughs) Why do you say that?
3: (laughs) Well, you are at a point in your personal and psychic development where um, you need the interaction and lessons that you're going to get from this. And it's going to be at times really good and at times really bad.
1: But it's going
3: to be a major growth opportunity for you that you really ought to experience. So I'm deeply encouraging you to go do it.
11: Okay, and I I hear a hint of something in the background that I better be (laughs) prepared.
3: Yes, but it's all good. Um, You know, it's hey, if all of us knew how life was going to end up, we probably would never have the nerve to get out of the womb in the first place. You know?
11: No, no kidding. Do you um what direction do you see that going and how I'll use the use it the, the communication
3: um, I see you I see you working some with big animals horses that sort of thing okay. um, but I also feel you transitioning in that process where I actually see you doing your most beneficial work is with people who have been injured by horses or other animals, helping them get over their fears Mm. through communication. I feel like that's where this is going but you got to get the basic animal communication stuff down first. So don't try to skip ahead.
11: Right, and that's that's where I'm at now, just um, getting, the, getting that. Actually, that's what I'm working on. And um, she had offered, made an offer for me to go um, pretty deep into it, and, and I wanted to, and I made sure she knew that I wasn't really worried about business end so much as um, I'm worried about getting it right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was yeah. wanting to make sure that um, this is the person I need to connect with.
3: Well, you know, like I said, this is this is going to help get you um, get you out there, okay? And get you out of your own shell and get you working okay. and actually doing it. Um, you know, this lady is driven. Yes, she is. She's more driven than you are.
11: Right, because, and I thought I was so.
3: Well, because on your own, you're gonna just sort of drift a bit. Okay. <laughs> um, you hooking up with someone who's a little bit more focused and can help promote you. Okay. Because it's promoting yourself is always hard. Um, so this is this is gonna, in many ways, it's going to be a very in many ways, it's going to be very, very beneficial. It's there's, you know, it's going to be some personality stuff, um, but this is going to be a great learning opportunity for you, and it's going to get you where you need to go.
11: You're not going to warn me of any of that, are you?
3: <laughs> nope, because I'm afraid you'll it out.
11: <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you see me working with it by the, this year at all, or will this still be the educational part?
3: Um, you're going to continue the educational part, but you're going to start doing some for real work, um, by fall. Okay. Definitely.
5: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, want you to to you. Oh, go ahead.
3: Uh, there's, I, I don't think any of us ever really finish our education, but.
11: No, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm still, I'm in my fifties and still studying constantly. So.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, anyone who actually thinks that they know everything is usually a scary person.
11: Yeah. Well, this is all new, and I took a a Reiki class last week because of the animal communication, and I had never even i knew nothing about it so um, mm-hmm. it's all new to me, and mm-hmm. from that even i'm a lot's opened up so um, yeah. just a whole new life for me right now, so it's exciting, mm-hmm. but um, I'll beware now. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, don't beware, but just you know, know that you know there's going to be ups and downs. And I think one of the things that people that t- can take people by surprise is they think that because they're getting into a spiritual business, it's not still a business, and there's not still business personalities involved. Right. And okay. that can use that can be very disillusioning for people. And okay. sometimes they're just like, oh, well, gosh. I thought I was going into spiritual work, and I thought everyone was going to be wonderful, spiritual, and ethical.
11: Not so. Yeah, I, I can handle <laughs> um, it, yeah.
3: Yeah, so, you know, we Do you see that. her and, as a
11: stepping stone then more than a long-term relationship?
3: Yeah, but, okay. I mean, on a grand scale, almost everybody is.
11: Yeah, which is fine with me, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
11: Okay. So, That's-
3: I'm, you know, this feels like a really great opportunity for now. Um, enjoy okay. it, and
11: enjoy and it for on. what it is. Okay, thank you. I'll let you get to the other callers. Thank you very much.
3: You're very welcome. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Just because it's a spiritual business does not mean everyone is always spiritual, ethical, and above board, sadly.
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely not. Erica,
5: 972. Hi. Michael. Hi. Hi, John.
3: Hello. What can we do for you?
5: Hi. Yeah, I have a question for my career path. Um, right now, the job I'm working right now, I'm not happy with right now. And do you see me? I can change my career uh, career in a couple months.
3: I'm sorry. I'm getting some, some static, and it's making it very difficult for me to understand you.
5: Yeah, I say, do you see me changing another job position? soon?
3: <sighs> what was your name again?
5: Mm-hmm. My name is Vivian. Okay. Oh,
3: nice. Mm. I feel like you're gonna be staying where you're at till at least the end of this year.
5: Oh, I don't want to. Sorry. So because I'm thinking I'm gonna take my nursing license examination and so that means that I won't be able to pass, right? I'm
3: I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Okay.
5: Let means
3: Because I'm still thinking I'm
5: gonna take my nursing license mhm, okay nursing mhm uh, okay, in uh examination in Maine. but you okay. say I gonna stay in the job i have i'm having right now, so that means I probably won't have to pay. so that's why you say I'm gonna stay in my current job
3: yeah um, i I really feel like i feel, like, I feel I, you know, I, I feel like nursing is where you're going towards, but I don't feel like that is coming quite as fast as you're hoping it will. Um, I, I'm I'm feeling the that we're looking more towards January and February.
5: So that means I, 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 I should reschedule you. I, should, I shouldn't take it in May, right?
3: Well, I mean, you know. I don't know exactly what events are gonna are gonna line up for that to, for the that time frame um if you're if you feel that you're gonna be ready and prepared in May, go for it um, I, I'm just feeling a slightly longer time frame than what you are hoping for.
5: Yeah, because I just wonder because my parents want me to take a child out uh out of the country for the summer. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. probably a couple of weeks I gonna tell the the company and say I gonna be for absence. But my husband said if we tell them gonna be for absence for three months they, they won't they won't keep your job. job Have you to be. Mm-hmm. But by the way you say I gonna stay with the current job I have right now. So I am just wondering. Mm-hmm. Because I already fully picky already. I'm ready to go home in 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 a in a month. I'm okay. tired. This job really
3: tired you've made me tired. Okay. okay. Yeah, I understand that. Understand
5: um,
3: Yeah. I, I, I. I'm sorry. I, I don't really know what what to tell you. Um, but I I feel like nursing is is going to be more the beginning of next year. Um, but this. Yeah.
2: I- I'm sorry.
5: That's okay. Michael, do you have something for me today?
2: Uh no dear.
5: Okay, thank you.
2: You're welcome. Mm-hmm.
5: Thank you. Bye bye.
2: Bye. Yeah, no, I'm kinda of locked myself up tonight, so uh trying to deal <laughs> with the technical issues. Mm-hmm.
3: Hard to be a techie and a
2: psychic at the same time. Yes, yeah, sometimes it is, especially when I'm trying to do uh, the tests and all that. So. Right. It's okay. Code, okay, you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Eric Code Seven Zero Two, you're on the air.
5: Hi, John. How are you? How am Good. I'm how are you? you? I'm fine. <laughs> um, cool. I was calling tonight. Um. I am in business with my fiance so my question is kind of twofold. Um okay. how do you see my relationship going with my fiance and as well as how do you see my business working out?
1: Okay, what's
3: your name again? Aaron. Aaron. <sighs> you are two very passionate people. Yes. You I would like to encourage you to bring on someone into your work environment who is a little less passionate and a little bit more level-headed at times. Um, I feel like in your work environment, the two of you would do well to have a mediator of some kind um, because you both can get so fiery, passionate, and opinionated that you at time that you would do well to have someone who could come in and go now you're both being crazy, mhm <laughs> um, uh, and that would and that will also help your personal life because keeping the personal and the business um at least slightly separated is gonna be really hard for you guys, mm-hmm. because you neither of you are people who turn off. You don't to shut down. And it's gonna be hard for you to leave personal things at home and hard for you to leave work things at, at work. So um what so having someone someone who you can bring in to in that work environment who you guys both agree is your designated sane person or something along those <laughs> lines. Uh would be very helpful. I personally have always been a fan of uh secretaries from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I've worked with a number of them. They're excellent to come in and tell you you're both being stupid. They don't care if you're the head of the company but you something someone along those lines to just to just sort of be the be the one who brings it back home um because when the two of you are working in harmony. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot done. You guys have the potential to be very successful if you don't get in each other's way okay. and that's gonna be the biggest hurdle for you guys in business to not um, to not just waste all your energy in um struggles or or uh you know petty arguments or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. to make sure that you're pointing outward and not inward, you know always make sure the guns are pointing out, not in okay uh okay. so that's something you're really gonna have to be aware of, and like i said you you need some third party that you can both agree on um to be the voice of you know to to be a mediator and say, No more yelling, you're both wrong. This is how. This is what we need to do. You know, someone to just step in like that, so that it doesn't become about ego. Okay. And you guys can get your egos out of it. You guys get okay. the potential to have a really successful business here. Don't mess it up. Okay. And
0: so, um, does that success carry over to our relationship as well? Do you see it?
3: Well, that's why I really think you need someone else in the work situation, so that you can keep work at work. Okay. Um, because if you don't, if you start bringing work home, you're going to be working when you should be having dinner and enjoying each other's company. You know, you're going to be working when you should be sitting on the couch and watching TV or whatever later on <laughs> in the evening. Um, so you you need to find some ways to make work, work, and home, and love separate. If it flows over too much you're gonna you're gonna wreck your relationship and okay. then wreck your working relationship as well, okay so find way like it it may be a person. I'm mm-hmm. really feeling like it it's a person where you can say, "You know we can't make business decisions unless Dave is here."
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Don't call Dave, wait for tomorrow <laughs> morning, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, something along those lines, so that work can stay separate from love. Okay. And then you'll be able to pull it off.
5: Okay. All, All right. right. Well, I thank you, and I appreciate you're your very life. welcome.
2: Right. You're very welcome. Have a great
5: welcome. night.
2: <laughs> you too. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So, what's the hardest part of your job? <sighs>
3: when I can't give people an easy answer and when the worst is when someone sits down for a reading and they get up at the end and I know they're not going to follow through with it. That's the hardest part. When someone comes to you for help and you've talked to them, but you haven't convinced them to actually move forward or take responsibility or, or, move on to the next level and you know they're going to walk out and just go right back into their same patterns. That sucks. Um, And it's very difficult when someone just really doesn't want to hear what you're saying. They really want you to tell them that everything's going to be okay and they don't really need to do anything and it's all going to work out. That's hard. Um, And, you know, sometimes that's with a work or relationship issue. Sometimes it's with their whole life. Sometimes it's about health stuff. Um, and that can be very difficult, too. I had a reading with a guy at a psychic fair, so it was just a short little 15-minute reading. And he sat down and I was doing my opening scan of his physical body and his blood pressure and combined with some heart issues were just jumped right out at me. It was really scary. And The the information I got was, if this guy does not get this taken care of, within the next few days, he's going to die. And he was not that old. He was probably only in his 40s. But there was some combination of blood pressure and a heart problem that he needed to address right then. And if he would have let me, I would have called 911 and walked him out to the parking lot and waited for the ambulance. Uh, I was that concerned about it. And I couldn't get him to listen to me. And he wanted to talk about love and relationships and other stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to have any of those if you don't get this taken care of now. But he didn't want to hear it. And so that kind of thing is difficult. When you get information really, really strongly and the client just doesn't want what you've got, that's really hard. And that's that's the stuff that keeps me up at night.
2: We just have to remember that there's not much we can do about it. Just give them a message we can yeah. in.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But I'm enough of an egomaniac to think I could have done it better. oh <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm working on
2: it. All right, area code 803. You're on the air.
12: Hey, Michael. Hey, John.
2: Hi. What's your first uh, name? How are you?
12: My name is Dara. I'm doing great.
3: Excellent Hi Dara What's up What can we do for you tonight
12: Okay I want to Change my career To do something more Spiritual And I want to Attend uh, A spiritual school Just for like A short course In Mm -hmm. June And I was wondering If you see me um, Getting up the funds To do that
3: Yes Yes That was quick. It was a yes or no answer. Um, I do. Uh,
1: um,
3: I do. I feel like it's going to be a great experience for you, but what you need to keep in mind is this is not a destination. It is a journey. It is. And, Don't assume that this program that you're going to is going to give you all the answers. It's going to give you some. Okay. And so I don't want you to build this up to be too huge in your head. It's going to be a good experience, and I feel very strongly that you're going to go.
12: Now, how how did you know I was building it up? I'm just
3: kidding. (laughs) But don't, you know, this is not not the answer. This is (laughs) answers. And another okay. step along your path.
6: I've been
12: told that I'm a light worker and a healer. Do you think that too? Sure.
1: Okay.
3: But, but, that takes work. It doesn't just happen.
12: You think You are not
3: You know, it's all very well and good to say, I'm a light worker, I'm a healer. Really, that's awesome. What are you doing with it? Um, I'm just being wonderful? That's great. <laughs> Run along. <laughs> um, in this kind of work it's you know, it's it's all about the process, it's all about the work and it's as much for ourselves as it is for our clients. Uh when I first started doing psychic readings in the class that I went to, um, we were about halfway through the class and the teacher said to us, Oh, just, just for let you know, sort of as an aside, um, your your work is as much for you as it is for your clients. And your first four hundred readings or so are going to be more for you than it is for them. After that, it's going to be about fifty fifty. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? She said, yeah, yeah wow. You attract to yourself clients who've got similar issues to you, and the universe is going to show you these issues and show you your problems in a hundred different ways, a thousand different ways, until you figure it out and work it out so that you don't have to keep seeing it in other people. So if you start seeing patterns amongst your clients amongst the people coming to you, that is your issue that you need to work on. And that is the reason why you're attracting them to you. And so always remember that this path and this journey is as much for you as it is for anyone who's ever sitting across from you or standing next to you. And it's all about the journey. None of us are there yet. We're all heading towards enlightenment, but none of us are there yet. And anyone who tells you they are are, is probably trying to sell you a class or a book (laughs) or something else. So, you know, keep looking and meeting and talking to people and learn everything you can and learn everything you can from your clients and your students and friends. And it's all about the journey.
6: All right. Thank you so
12: okay.
3: much. That was great. You're very
6: welcome.
2: I'll Have remember everyone You this Okay. Oh. All right. Feeling good? Who's next? Okay. I'm doing good. Okay. Area code six three one, you're on the air.
1: Oh,
9: hi, great. Hi, John. Hi. Hi. I'm Who am I speaking to? My name is Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. My question is, my ex got residential custody of my son in January 211. It's been hard on me. Uh, My son just turned 10. Do you ever see me getting residential custody back?
3: Well, this was a yes or no question. Suppose you want a yes or no answer, or um, in the foreseeable future, which I put at in this situation three to five years, I don't feel that you will have residential custody again. I'm very sorry, okay. Um, there is going to be more interaction. Going forward uh, starting in this starting this summer and going forward, um, but I don't see residential custody full time like that, like what you're thinking of again, but I do Can see you, you have- spending more time together than you have been recently.
6: Do you see that though,
3: I do see you spending more time together than you have been, Yes,
6: do you
9: see me any good news in for me like I just graduated from dental assistant class, getting a job in that or getting a boyfriend or marriage or anything for me in that way?
3: Um, oh, I definitely see the job coming up, and that doesn't- doesn't seem like it's actually going to be that difficult. Um, do you know when? Well, it's probably going to t- depend on how much effort you put into it, but I feel like we're talking weeks going into just a few months at most. Wow. And how about a boyfriend? It feels like it's going to be pretty easy. Um, right now, you've you, you've been pretty hung up on uh, stuff. There hasn't really been place in your head for a boyfriend for a little while. Um, that's going to start to settle out. Uh, you know, once you get settled in with this job and you start feeling a little bit better about yourself, right now you've been feeling really down on yourself. Um, You would not want to date the guy who would want to date you right now, if that makes sense to you. Um, That's going to start to shift. You know, as we come into summer, as things settle down more with your son and the, the anger and acrimony start to fade a bit, with your ex um that it's all going to get easier and i feel like as we come more into the fullness of summer uh late june into july uh you're going to start you're going to start meeting guys again and it's it's going to be easy it's going to be easy Uh, give yourself a little bit of time give yourself a great big hug um And then get back to moving forward, back to forward. Continue moving forward with your life. uh, And don't let yourself be as hung up as you have been. All right?
9: Yeah, I know. Does that make sense? It's hard because, you know, he's my only son and probably my only child because I'm getting older. Yeah. But
3: um, Mm -hmm.
9: but he's just going to say he's 18 years old. Oh, my goodness.
3: But you know you're you're going to end up having a, a a pretty good relationship with him. Um, things need to settle back out again. And well, he's
6: ten, so he's just going to keep living there until he's eighteen. I,
3: I really. Well. You know, I mean, like I said, I consider the foreseeable future to be you know three to five years. I'm seeing that for the seeing him with his. With his dad for the foreseeable future,
6: okay, all right all right, well, thank you.
2: you're welcome. Good luck to you, thank you, mhm, yeah, and like I tell people too is um you know things can change, mhm, so we mm-hmm. just have to hope that things can change for the better, yeah, the future's not fixed, it's always in flux. Area code 864, you're
12: on the air. Uh, Good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Paula. Hi.
2: Hi, Paula.
12: Um, I was just wondering, there's a house that's up for sale that um, belonged to the family of the young man that I have loved my whole life who passed away a couple years ago. It's called the Old Gray Farm. Do you see me being able to get that house about maybe a time frame and how that might come about?
3: Before I answer your question, yes. do you think it would be healthy for you to go live in the house uh, where the love of your life used to live and now doesn't?
12: Um. Yeah, actually, because I actually love the land. I love the area. Okay.
3: It's
12: just up the street from my sister's home. Um, okay. I've always wanted to be able to plant, you know, pumpkins and flowers and the fall and things like that. And
3: okay.
12: It, it kind of goes along with it. It's a beautiful place to raise right. my daughter. And so it, okay. it's not just about I being just with him. I just wanted to make
3: sure that it wasn't going to be, you know, a you know, weird, creepy, Miss Havisham kind of thing. All right.
12: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's it's very convenient to where I want to be, actually. So Okay.
3: All right. Well, that's good. Okay. Um, this feels doable to me, um, but, uh, I feel like the house needs to sit on the market a little bit longer because right now the asking price is unreasonable.
12: It is. Yes.
3: And partly because the current owners are still living in 2005.
12: Right.
3: <laughs> Two thousand And the real estate market in 2005 looks nothing like the real estate market in 2011. Exactly. So it needs to sit a little while for them to get a grip on reality. Okay. Um, and so I would encourage you to try to be chill about it. Right. And assume that you're looking at a nine month to a year time frame.
12: Okay. And that actually um, gives me time to get other things in order so that I can do that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It gets you time. To, there's no need to feel a rush here because everyone's going to look at this property and go, oh, it's beautiful. You want how much? Right.
12: <laughs> That's happened um, in the past before it sold <laughs> the last time.
3: <laughs> yeah. hmm, And it's and times have changed even since then. So, right. um Yeah, it's – and part of it is that the current owners are a little bit freaked out about just the whole, well, we need to actually get some kind of profit out of this. Right. And so well, that's
12: foreclos- – it's, it's a foreclosure now, so HUD and – I won't name the other realty company involved, right. you know. Um, mm-hmm. But they actually are – Processing the house for HUD.
3: Okay. All right, and that's going to take a little while too. You've got some time here.
12: Good, good.
3: Because um, I'm a veteran, know, I, and I'm
12: thinking I should, I will be able to probably manage a veteran's loan because I'll have been in my job a good year since
3: mm-hmm.
12: since then.
1: Mhm.
3: Yeah. Don't stress out about. It. Don't try to push it through faster than it than ought to go coming. through. Right. Yeah. Um, because if you do, you'll just end up giving, getting yourself into a bad loan. Right. And that'll put you where the previous owners were. Exactly. So, um, let it happen as slow as it needs to happen. And, Well,
12: my only um, thing was would it happen and was it possible? So, I'm I'm a pretty patient person. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: it feels very likely to me, um, And and partly because you've got such a connection to this place and you've got a dream and a vision of it. Um, But the paperwork process is going to take a long time. Right. (laughs) So um, it's actually good for you to be forced to wait a little while because, like, if you had all your financial ducks in a row and were ready to, like, load up the U-Haul tomorrow, you right. go insane over the next couple of months as nothing happens. Yes,
12: yes. <laughs> so hurts. as it is right
3: now, you know, you got are the property's come not time. ready and you're not ready.
12: Exactly. So, exactly. You're mm-hmm. so right. Very, very right.
3: So getting yourself just, ready.
12: Exactly, and I think when I'm ready, that's when the house will be ready. Yeah. Honestly. That, that's mm-hmm. that's where that's when I think it'll all come together.
3: Yeah. So give it a little time and let it just happen in the happen the way it has to happen.
12: Exactly. Simmer in the moment and in the journey. Mhm. Because you were so right on the other callers. You know, it is a process and it is a journey, and you mm-hmm. can't forget that each moment is as important as the end that you're trying mm-hmm. to get to in whatever project you're working on.
3: Yeah. There's no point in rushing to the end. I mean. Eh.
12: Yeah, who wants to rush their life away, right? (laughs) Yeah. Enjoy it as it comes or Mm
3: -hmm. understand
12: it as it comes. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking my call. What a blessing you guys are. You're very welcome. I listen to this show all the time, Michael, and you never cease to have wonderful psychics and mediums and spiritual people come in. You are very much a blessing to this earth, and we appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you, Darren. I look forward to talking to you again soon.
12: Have a good night, gentlemen. Thank you again.
2: You too. too. So how can everyone get a hold of you?
3: Well, you can always visit my website at johnmichaelthornton.com and, of course, I'm also on Facebook uh, johnmichaelthornton. I always go with my middle name as I realized at a young age that there are a lot of John Thorntons out there. So... John Michael Thornton. There are a lot fewer of those. Uh, you can also call uh, my phone number is 330-519-6558. And I do phone readings. I, For people in the local area, I do in-person readings. Um, I've got a great new class that's going to be starting up in June that I am super excited about uh, called Energy Anatomy, Power and Practice, looking at ways to integrate various types of spiritual experiences. I think a lot of us have, you know, we've done Reiki training or we've done some kind of psychic development or we've learned how to use tarot cards and we've learned these, these individual processes. And what I'm trying to do is how is work with people to combine these different, these different talents and talents and techniques and use them as a whole and not get caught up in the individual so I'm really excited about it. and But you can always visit my website, and it's the easiest way to get a hold of me. johnmichaelthorton.com Cool.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was a wonderful evening.
3: Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on.
2: You're welcome. Well, we'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.